0: It is Wednesday, June 12th, and this is The Rally. Hey everybody, Adam Giardino with you, and it's time for another episode of The Rally. Game number 62 in the books yesterday, and it was yet another win for Scranton-Wilkes-Barre. They're fourth in a row, and now the Rail are 37-25, and 25, a season-best 12 games above 500, something they haven't done since the final day of the 2017 season. We'll get to the highlights, and for the Rail Riders, it started in the first inning. That lineup made Chandler Shepard work, work, work. The right-hander who pitched for Pawtucket last year, that's where some of these guys would have been familiar with him. Well, he ran into a ton of trouble in the first inning. Bravik Valera singled, Mike Ford walked. Cairo Estrada struck out, but then a walk to Mike Tockman. After Kyle Higashioka popped out with one out in the bases loaded, Chandler Shepherd went to work against Tyler Wade, and Wade worked the count full leading into this offering.
1: Base is full for Tyler Wade. Three balls, two strikes, and two outs. Valera, Ford, and Tochman around the bags. Here's the pitch. Inside ball four. And Tyler Wade walks. Brayvick Valera scores one to nothing, Scranton Wilkesbury.
0: Following the walk to Wade, Trey Ambergie struck out swinging, but on an eight-pitch exchange. And so Scranton Wilkesbury. They saw 41 pitches as seven men came to the plate against Shepard in the first. So it was only a 1-0 lead despite getting three walks and a single off of Shepard. But that was enough run support for Drew Hutchison, who didn't allow a hit until the fourth inning. And by that point, the Rail Riders added some more offense. The third inning began with a single from Mike Talkman, and then up stepped Kyle Higashioka.
1: He was going to start for Gwinnett. The game was rained out, so he went down to pitch for Rome and just... Crushed. Here's a high fly towards right field. Speaking of crushed, Kyle Higashioka, this is gone. Puts it off the video board in right center field. Ninth home run of the season for Higgy. Chases this one the opposite way. And scranton Wilkesbury adds two
0: more. 3-0 lead, and again, that stood for the Rail Riders pitching last night. The fourth inning featured three straight singles, but only one run for the Tides. And it was 3-1 going into the fifth inning. The fifth saw Mike Talkman walk to begin the frame and ultimately come around to score on a wild pitch, and that was a 4-1 lead and a 4-1 final it was for the Railriders. Rex Brothers came on in back of Drew Hutchison, six innings, four hits, one run for Hutch. Rex Brothers, a scoreless, hitless seventh, and then J.P. FireEyes went six up, six down in the eighth and the ninth, including four strikeouts. An emphatic fourth save of the season for J.P. before 4,000. 731 fans at Harbor Park. Before yesterday's game, Adam Marco had a chance to chat with Josh Rogers, left-hander, former pitcher for Scranton-Wilkes-Barre, before getting shipped over in a deal for Zach Britton at the trade deadline last year. It's his first full season pitching in the Baltimore Orioles organization, and it's our first time seeing the Norfolk Tides. In fact, we will see them for three games down in Norfolk. We will see them for three games next week at PNC Field, and that'll be it. Less than two weeks, and we'll get all that we can from the Norfolk Tides, unless, of course, we run into them during the postseason. So, with that, having not yet seen Norfolk leading into the first game of the series, we wanted to know from Josh what his take is on the 2019 Norfolk Tides.
2: It's a good group of guys, man. We've, uh, you know, we're doing a really good job hitting the ball and putting runs up on the board. Uh, I think it's kind of been all throughout the International League. But, uh, you know, we've been scoring a lot of runs. I think we could do a little bit better as a whole, you know, uh, on the mound probably. But uh, it's starting to come around. We're starting to throw the ball better. And, uh, you know, we're giving, uh, giving good good starts. And uh, our bullpen's been pretty solid all year. So, uh, you know, we, we, we hit, we run, and uh, it's, it's a good team. It's a it's a fun team to be a part of.
1: Got a potential IL All-Star and Ryan Mountcastle at first base. Tell me a little bit about... What you've seen out of him this year?
2: He's one of the most raw, like, just hitters I've, I've probably ever played with. I mean, I think he's like 21, 22 years old, so he's really young, high school kid. Uh, but man, he's super, super talented. Uh, the way his hand-eye coordination is unbelievable. He's, you know, he's aggressive hitter, as everybody kind of knows. Uh, but man, he can really do some damage with with some pitches in the zone. So. Uh, You know, I think he has a few things he needs to work on before he's really, you know, ready. Um, I mean, I'm not the guy to, you know, promote him or not promote him to make that call. But, I mean, that's why everybody's here. We all have stuff to work on. So, but he's – but definitely, you know, at the plate, he's a super advanced and and skilled player,
1: and uh, he's definitely fun to have in your lineup. Talking with Josh Rogers, tell me a little bit about your season so far. The numbers are not where you want them to be with that last start, best one of the year. How has this development come along in 2019?
2: Yeah, it's been a really rough, rough, rough start for me. Uh, I think uh, I wouldn't say the ball's the problem, but it's definitely been an adjustment. You know, getting fly balls has kind of been my thing since I've you know been a pitcher. So just trying to learn how to get ground balls and how to pitch deeper into games is uh, is something I've been trying to work on. So. Um it's, it's definitely been an adjustment and uh, hopefully I can continue to just kind of build off my last couple. So uh, just kind of turn the corner and get back to the big leagues as soon as possible.
1: Tell me about your first big league call up. What was that experience like for you to go up to the bigs last year with the Baltimore Orioles?
2: Yeah, it was awesome. Uh, it was, you know, when I got traded, obviously it was uh, it was mixed emotions, but I knew, you know, the opportunity was here and uh, was super excited, hit the ground running. I think, I, you know, made five or six starts here in Norfolk and pitched really well. Uh, so to get it, to get to go up there was super exciting and try to get my feet wet, you know, there towards the end of August and through the month of September. So it was a lot of fun to, to be a part of that. And, and uh, like I said, just working every day to get back up there.
1: Yeah, I'm fairly certain there were seven shutout innings against the Rail Riders last year, something along those lines to help get you to the big league level with Baltimore. Finish up with me, Josh, trade deadline last year, you and Cody Carroll and Dylan Tate come over to the Orioles. And then during the off season, one of your partners in crime with scranton Wilkesbury and Justice Sheffield was shipped out to the West Coast. Do you keep in touch with Justice? What's that relationship like now, you know, separated by miles and miles across this country?
2: Yeah, that was my dog, man. I mean, uh, actually, first of all, it was seven and a third innings <laughs> against uh, Scranton last year. Shout out. Me and Swanson had a good one going that day. So uh, Swanson and, and Chef both getting shipped out to Seattle. It was you know uh, me and Justice were you know that's like my best friend so we definitely keep in touch all the time Uh, he actually FaceTimed me two nights ago so we talk weekly and uh, you know he's not having the best year either right now so just kinda we're both kinda going through the same types of things I think uh, getting out of the Yankees organization was an adjustment for both of us having been so comfortable there with you know the guys and the team the staff and everything like that so it's definitely been an adjustment you know going to new spring training places and you know not knowing anybody really so I don't think that's a problem for either one of us, you know, meeting people and talking to sure. people. But uh, definitely just, you know, being comfortable on the mound and, and that kind of thing. So we've been we've, been, we've both been struggling, but we, we keep in touch a lot. Uh, he's gotten called up this year, I think, once or twice. He might be on his on the plane right now. I think he got called up today. So I saw his Instagram earlier, so I'm going to have to give him a shout. So, uh, But he's awesome, man. I, I miss him, and uh, I miss you guys
0: as well. Big thanks to Josh for being the pregame guest before yesterday's broadcast. And thanks to you for making the really part of your day. Adam Marco will have all of the action for you all week long down there and in Durham six games over six days before I hop back on the air with him. I'm Adam Giardino. You can follow me on Twitter at Adam Giardino, G-I-A-R-D-I-N-O. Thanks for listening, and we will talk to you later tonight.